0: Like, if you are speed running or if you're doing really anything competitive or like self improving, never ever be afraid to actually just take a break. Like, take a break, come back later. Uh, it'll be there when you get back. Mm. Uh, and you know, like if you've played a game enough, it really won't take that much time to even come back to it like at full force, you know? It's, um, Well, depending on who you are, it can take longer or shorter, but honestly, even that really doesn't even matter. Mm. What matters is your own mental health and taking care of yourself. Like, that's what matters the most. I can, yeah, I can can be so intent on improving myself, and I can be so determined to reach the next level, but not at the cost of my mental health. Uh.
1: Hey guys, what is going on and welcome back to Pushing Through Blue. Speedrunning in video games has always been fascinating to me. It just blows my mind how these players can do what they do. When you start to really think about it, like how much time they've had to invest into their craft to do what they do. How many times have they had to fail again and again and again in order to learn, to get better, to keep improving. How many attempts it took to master that particular move to get that best time, to achieve that world record, to take back that record. For most of us, when we watch a speedrun video, which is more commonly watched via YouTube, it's usually a player's best run. But what about the hundreds and thousands of attempts it took to get there, to execute that single run that we don't see? I've always felt that there's this mental toughness required to be a speedrunner, a mindset needed to challenge adversity, to be patient, to be able to accept the fails, learn from your mistakes and bounce back, all in the pursuit of moving forward and improving yourself in your craft. It's a skill I don't believe that we just have, but one that we more so acquire over time. You know, we develop and we improve it by simply just doing. And we have to do it a lot. Skills that when translated into our own everyday lives can be really beneficial to our mental health, to the perspective on life and what goes on within it. On this episode, I dive into all of this with my special guest, Jay, also known within the speedrunning community, TGH we talk about his experiences as a competitive speed runner the importance of finding that happy place in whatever you do and that no amount of sacrifice in whatever you set out to do is worth sacrificing your own mental health for I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you guys get value from the conversations. I apologize up front for all the talk and conversations about Celeste. Uh, but look, it's not every day that you get to meet uh, a speedrunner for a game that you absolutely love. So reach out to Jay and I on the socials. If you do enjoy the episode, let us know because we appreciate your time and feedback. Much love guys, let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Pushing Through Blue. I'm your host, as always, Dane Peavy. And with me today, I have a very special guest. He's a speedrunning sensation and uh, superstar, I should say, (laughs) in my eyes anyway. I don't know
0: about about
1: that. (laughs) Oh, mate. And to me, um, he he holds a number of world records and one of them is for one of my favorite games. He's a Twitch streaming broadcast partner with over 50,000 subscribers. He has a strong passion for improving himself and a dedication to have fun while doing it. He comes to us all the way from the US of A. It is TGH, also known, well he's also known as TGH, but uh, I'm gonna call you Jay, is that all right mate?
0: That's absolutely fun,
1: mate. Jay, Jay it's s- perfectly fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, mate. I really do appreciate no it. No problem.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely,
1: uh, mate. I've got to I've got to dive in. I've already sort of like hinted on that. One of my favorite games, and, and a lot of people know on on the podcast, is Celeste, and it's definitely it's definitely a game as to how I found you with the speed running. Speed running has always been something I, I haven't done myself, but it's I've always found it so fascinating to watch. I think it sort of takes you on an emotional journey where you really want to support the person that's doing it, and you see all the emotions that are going through it. And just what you do is it's absolutely insane. But, you know, coming back to to Celeste, I mean, like, for anyone that's played the game, they know how difficult it can be. I'll say it in this way. It's an easy game to learn and it's a hard game to master. And you, you, you know, any speedrunners, especially yourself, you take it to another level. I've got to ask, I think if I'm right, if my facts are right, you've got a world record in collecting all 202 of the berries. And we're talking all the golden strawberries, which if anyone's ever- so a, yeah.
0: yeah, it's 175, um, 175 normal, what they call what they call red berries yep. or strawberries. I think the game officially calls them strawberries, even yep. though we don't in the speedrun. We call them red berries. Uh, and then 25 golden berries, or 26 golden berries now that farewell, farewell is a, is a that's thing. Right. Plus the moon berry, which uh, is in farewell, is like the the secret collectible in farewell chapter nine. Wow. So, yeah that that run was done on uh, on Christmas day of last year. I saw that um, t- 2019 uh and yeah it was um it was something it was the run that I probably consider to be my best speed run like the best speed run I'm, I've ever done. Uh just based on how hard it is to actually do. It is so and hard. how yeah it's and I got it like quicker than I thought I would as well like I was not expecting to like, I mean, I wasn't even really expecting anything because, um, like, you know, the category is so volatile. Like, I think only, like, forgive me if my numbers are wrong, people people listening, but uh, it's like somewhere between 70 and 80 people have ever even completed that objective, like, period. Wow. But that doesn't surprise um, me
1: because he's so hard.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah. So for those who don't know, by the way, Celeste is a game, uh, it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer, precision-based platformer uh, with uh, momentum-based aspects. And there are, uh, so there are normal collectibles in the game, which are the red berries, the strawberries, mm-hmm. and then the golden berries involve doing every single level in the game deathless. There are 26 of those, period. Um, so there are 24 for, uh, for beating the A, B, and C sides, all deathless, eight each. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one for farewell, and there's one for doing the chapter one, um, there's one for doing chapter one completely without using a dash a single time, uh, mm. which is like one of the better kept secrets. Well, it was a better kept secret until everyone knew about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's what the run does. The run gets every single one of those berries, does ev- goes through every single level individually, deathless, uh, which is an endeavor that, you know, can take like a normal player days upon weeks upon even months sometimes to... To complete. Yep. And my first, the first time I ever attempted this category, back when it was 200 berries, because farewell wasn't mm. a thing. um I did this run in April of 2018, which was a little over two months uh after the game came out for the first time yep. uh, in late January of 2018. And that run was, it was the first time it had ever been done, I think, in, in one sitting at least. Wow. It was the first time 200 berries had ever been had ever been acquired in one sitting and it was um seven hours and 30 something minutes uh, of of in-game time so longer in in real time Mm. like because in-game time is much shorter but yeah it was a lot of fun and i i remember that stream like pretty vividly actually and i remember like the experience that you know i was able to share with my stream was just really really cool it was oh, really awesome it was very
1: cool like then, I, I i didn't watch i remember i watched probably about maybe 20 minutes of the of the star and then just yeah. like skipping through it because to give perspective like that run went for uh three hours and 32 minutes you are in 100 mm-hmm. percent. In the zone, focus, concentration mode. Whilst whilst chatting, like whilst talking with chat, I don't know how you. That's another aspect to it. Like just massive respect that you can be in full focus mode while still paying attention to chat and interacting with the community. But three well, hours. Okay, th- so the.
0: <laughs> I'm actually like I consider myself to be not very good at that. Actually, um, like, I, think I let could. it affect my gameplay a lot. Um, sometimes I get away with it,
1: mm-hmm. but like
0: Celeste is a game where you um, you actually like can. You can get away with talking between chapters because the in-game time does not increment. Mm. It doesn't actually go up like, you know, while you're between chapters. Like yeah. while, when you're on like the level select screen, like you don't see the in-game time go up. So like I use that opportunity to interact with chat. At least like when I when I did play Celeste, I don't I don't speedrun it anymore on stream. Mm. Um I still play it. I don't I just don't stream it anymore. I kinda got burnt down on streaming it. Yeah. Um Understand. I speedrun Zelda stuff now. But uh It's a unique type of game, not a lot of games like allow you to like actually, well, you're not stopping the clock, the clock is just stopping because that's how the in game time works. Mm. But we just find the in game time to be the most accurate, like form of measuring how good your run was. Mm. Um, If the in game time of a game is good, you should probably use it. But
1: yeah, definitely. I, um, I remember when I watched. Is- um, the, sorry to butt in there. I, I remember when no, I watched good, the, the Completionist, like uh, the, the Completionist on the YouTube, mm-hmm. where he doesn't just beat games; he completes them. So he does it hundred yeah. percent, finds everything, every nook and cranny. And I remember when you know he was talking about Celeste as a game in that video. And, and for any of your listeners, go check it out if you're a Celeste fan, or even if you just enjoy watching people finish games. Like he just gives an overview of the game, you know, how his experience was, and like he just absolutely gets taught orchard by these golden, you know, golden strawberries. And you could just see like for someone that dedicates so much time to his craft and working on completing games, how much this tested him, you know, and he, even to the point there, he said it was one of the hardest things. And yeah, like three hours, like three hours and 32 minutes. And here's some more suspected uh, perspective on this as well. Was like, so I, I first played this game back in May, 2018. So it came out in, in 2018. I had a look today and because I took a screenshot as to when I first finished this game. So To finish this game, and this wasn't, you know, this was before Farewell, so the DLC, the last level there, I I didn't do any of the B-sides, the C-sides. I purely just went from left to right, you know, played the basic, took me eight hours and 20 minutes. And one thousand six hundred and seventy two deaths, and then I look at I look at your uh, speed run, which is second, I think, in the world. It's the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the world record. It's the second, and you yeah. did it For, former world
0: record, but current second place. Yeah. Oh, is
1: it okay? Twenty seven minutes. So I reckon I would have. Sh- <laughs> it's just incredible. I um and then you did you did the uh, the full game so which includes the DLC which is farewell as well and I think you mm. hold the record for that one at the moment of forty eight minutes.
0: Um yeah the true ending run yeah the yep. true ending run the true ending which which, the di- um, which does the a sides or or like it completes chapter seven mm. basically and then and then the post game chapter chapter eight uh, which was there all along yeah uh, and then chapter nine which is the DLC. Uh, wow. we call that the true ending category. So yeah, that's that one is I think forty eight minutes and twenty twenty-five something. seconds, I think it is when I Twenty-five uh, seconds, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like just and I think it's that appreciation that you get. You know, we're probably jumping ahead, but I'm geeking out a bit. So, you know, listeners, bear with me. We will jump into this, I I reassure you. But like like when when you're watching these speedruns, you know, it's just I think you have an appreciation when you've played these games, when you understand the difficulty levels of these games, and I think, you know, it's it's a game for myself. Like it's one of my favorite games full time, and I still haven't completed Farewell. I haven't completed all the B sides. I'm still working through the B sides because it's a it's a game that definitely tests my patience, and we'll talk about this, mm. you know, in the podcast more so. But you know, it's one of those ones where you get better. You, you it's almost like you just keep throwing yourself at the wall, and eventually you'll get it. So I can't imagine, yep. you know, how much. You know, you not only you have to play the game, play the game well, but master the game and deep dive into the game. So, yeah,
0: I will say, I will say that when it comes to speedrunning, it is amazing what people can do when they have the time, the patience, and the will to get better at something. Hundred percent. Like that's that's all I'll say about speedrunning. Like I mean, people, I've had people call me like. I've, I've had people like hold me like like almost like put me on a pedestal. It's like no, I just have more time to play it than everyone else. Oh. Like it's there's really nothing to it. There's really well there there's something to it. Oh mate, there's, just there's, a there's, lot, there's, there's a really lot. There's a lot. There's really nothing more than that.
1: <laughs> we'll definitely deep dive into this. But look, for anyone that doesn't know, like if we're 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 throwing these you know we're throwing these terminologies like speed running out there. But for anyone that doesn't know what speed running is, can you give us a bit of an overview of what speed running actually is in video games? Sure.
0: So um basically like simply, like, the simplest I can put it, mm. is beating a video game as fast as possible, uh, playing a game from start to finish uh, in as little time as humanly possible, um, and sometimes in as little time as, well, possible by machines, like, for tasks, Like, that's also a form of speedrunning as well. Task stands for tool-assisted speedrun, mm. uh, which is essentially a machine playing the game itself okay. um, using just, like, you know, specific behavior-related patterns that... Like basically, like you know what RNG is? RNG is yep. like, you know, yeah. Random
1: so. random number generation, is it? Random,
0: yep, yep, yep. exactly. Yep. yep. So that's not actually random. It's all pseudo random.
1: Okay. It's all
0: dependent on something else. Like every single factor, every single random factor is dependent on something else, okay. dependent on another one. So a machine can take that knowledge, the knowledge of a game, of like the inner workings of a game and actually essentially predict, quote unquote predict, yep. uh, what's gonna happen next. And that's how it's possible for a machine to play it without actually reacting to anything. Wow. But yeah. There you go. I kind of rambled on tactics. No, 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 no. I, about- <laughs> I like that.
1: So like like, like you said, like speed running is basically in its simplest form is playing a game as absolutely fast as you can. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess when you deep dive into speed running a little bit further, you know, there's, there's, depending on what sort of like, you know, records, if you are going for records or anything like that, there might be subcategories, you know, but I guess it's all about like, no cheats used playing it as fast as you can and i guess it's okay to use glitches within the game's coding i guess and this is this is something that i find really fascinating like and it's and, and we'll talk about the community aspect because i th- it's a huge part of this but before we do i just wanted to find out like how long have you been speedrunning for cuz so can i ask how old you are now
0: yeah i'm 27 okay uh, about tw- about 27 and a half i've been speedrunning since uh, well officially i've been running since I- october of 2015 okay uh i started on twitch with uh a game you might have heard of called undertale yes um yeah so i speed ran undertale for like a year and a half or so i ran it at agdq 2017 uh by the way agdq have you ever heard of gdq games on quick
1: yes yes and i wanted Um, to talk about that too yeah yeah so you were involved in that are you
0: yep yep yep. i ran undertale as the finale run of uh Awesome games on Quick 2017. That was my first marathon run. Very <laughs> my first cool. GDQ run. Very cool. I mean, I dabbled in it a little bit before October of mm. 2015 mm. with like stuff like Super Mario Brothers and like some some Pokemon runs and stuff like that. Just games that I had played as a child and um, but nothing really serious until Undertale happened.
1: So what what takes a person to go like you know, hey, I'm playing Mario Let's see how fast I can do this. Like, what what was the attraction for you to sort of do it fast or get into speedrunning? Was it something that you just sort of just went, I really like this game, like you mentioned. Let's give it a go. You know, how how did you sort of just go from playing it like you know me slow or ordinary to to going as fast as you absolutely can?
0: I think for me it was two things. Like I um I remember being inspired by like old GDQ vods and stuff. And like like you know I I had always heard of what speedrunning was, but I wasn't really like into it Mm. and then i watched a video and i'm like wow this is really freaking cool yeah like this is really awesome uh and so i decided to uh to give it a go basically with something really simple super mario brothers any percent uh which i uh i wasn't very good at like because i had just started Mm. obviously um but you know it's it was it was kind of all downhill from there i think the the second thing was i have a really really like Intense affinity with improving myself and just kind of like challenging myself, Mm. like improving myself, like in in ways that I can see myself, which, you know, in this case is uh, manifest in the form of a timer and like decreasing results being seen on that timer you know it's like that's that's why i uh initially got into it and then i started to do it for the competition uh like i wanted to you know i i used to be the kind of player who would go for world records and just like kind of you know like have that be my goal and stuff and i've kind of realized since then that you know i i sort of just do it because i like doing it i do it because i like my personal my own personal improvement I feel like over the last couple of years, I've uh, I've definitely matured a little bit. Uh, so I, I I do it for my own personal gain, my own personal enjoyment. Now I don't really care that much about about records or like leaderboards anymore. Um, you know, it's cool to see your name on a leaderboard. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it's not my it's not my main focus by any means.
1: I like how the fact that you you're saying that you see the measurable, tangible benefits of it in the sense of like, you can see yourself getting better and getting better and getting better. And um, and I mean, that's your biggest driver there. And I think from your personality side, you know, that's that's you're always looking for that improvement and improving yourself mm-hmm. and bettering yourself. And it's a good way for you to do something you enjoy, but also see yourself getting better and better at it. And then when it comes to it, like you're looking for a new challenge, it might be as simple as just saying, okay, I'm going to move on to the next game. I'm going to move on to the next mm-hmm. challenge, you know? And it's, speed running an interesting one because as you mentioned before, you know, when you first looked at it, it was one of those things that you like you knew about it. You weren't too interested in until you sort of like looked underneath the bonnet of the hood and, and sort of invested more of your time and attention into it. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is actually, this is a lot more than I really, you know, first saw. I think that's sort of not the stigma, but it's it's the first initial reaction when you talk to someone about like, you know, hey, you heard of speed running, you'd be interested in speed running. What is, why? why? Like what's what's the point? Like for someone that you know, doesn't really know anything about it, they're sort of like, but why? Why would you do it? But then you sort of understand, and you, you know, you know, when you start looking at it like a lot further, you sort of go, "Wow!" Like, I remember when I first looked at it, I was like, "How are they doing this? Is this sort of like looking at, you know, just just doing cheats really fast, really well?" But mm-hmm. like then, when you start deep diving into it, and you know, you start understanding that it's just people really yep. just honing so much of their time into their craft, and and just working on just every sort of aspect of it that they can. and You look at some of these videos as well, some of these montage videos where people have just been dedicating so much time into a particular game. And it's just emotional rollercoaster. So when they know they're sort of like, oh hang on, I've got a chance here, you know, like oh, I can a yep. chance of a PB. And all of a sudden they go they go quiet, you know, and all of a sudden, like you probably mm-hmm. experienced this yourself. And, you know, they oh, start yeah. start oh, yeah. you, they don't <laughs> chat, they don't talk to chat anymore. You know, they're just like, hang yep. on, hang on, gosh, we've got to go concentrate. And just the emotions. And then when, you know, the the best thing is, you know, when you see those highlight videos, it's like, you know, when they, you know, when they beat their PB, when they get that world record, and you know, it's just that emotional. Like there's a couple of videos online. I think there was that. Uh, there's the one that's circulating, I think it's a recent one. It's the Mario 64, you know, with the, the young guy and the parents come in and you could just see it's such just an emotional time for him, how much time he's invested into yeah. it and the parents know and it's, you know, and the chat yeah. just goes ballistic, you know, everyone's just supporting them. Yep. And, um,
0: I think you're talking about simply, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, yep. Yeah. The 120
0: 120 yes. star. Yeah. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Um, I've, uh, I've met him a few times on oh, a few cool. different occasions at GDQs and, uh, live events like that yeah he's he's really cool and he he deserves he he deserves what uh what he got there for sure
1: oh man and like there's just so much to it isn't it like you could be doing just a Mm -hmm. massive run and then you know like like even just that that run that you did for three hours like just oh just absolutely crazy
0: it's it's incredible how much goes into it Mm. and it's not just from the runners themselves but from like communities abound like like a run can have an entire community around it that is that's just like you know, chipping in like trying to, trying to improve the run. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe not playing, but like just finding, finding glitches, finding strategies, finding ways to shave time.
1: The one of the biggest differences that I find with speedrunning, it is just so community-based. There's just this tremendous sense of community in speedrunning. It's like, you know, people sharing information and these discoveries and discussing theories together. And it's just like this collective of ideas, you know, that people put together. It's like, you know, a world record, a best run, a PB is something that a person, well, in my view, you know, this is an outside looking in, so I'm happy to be (laughs) proven wrong. But like, from my perspective, it's almost like... A best run is is made up of a collective of ideas from people within communities. You all work together in sharing these yep. strategies. You all discover something. It never really has an end goal you know, or if someone reaches the end goal, whether it's a PB or a world record, there's always ways to improve that. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just the fact that, yeah, there is competition. Yeah. You want to get, you know, a lot of people are out there to, you know, get their PBs and and get the world records and all the rest of it. But I think no one can really say that they got there without the help and support of others, like just through that
0: collective of ideas. That's absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head, honestly. It's a community effort. Yeah. It's a huge community effort. And you're exactly right. Like, you know, one runner's at first, like one one runner, like it's kind of typical uh, for like you know a speedrunning viewer, mm. um, and I'm real I'm really glad that like you know even as like a so-called o- outsider looking in in your case like that you were able to see that because not everybody really does, mm. and like runners typically get celebrated when in reality it's everyone in that community coming together to create what was possible for mm. that run. Like the runner is the race car driver, but there's a whole team. You know, doing of, the pit uh, stops, doing en- everything. Hundred engineers, engineers and yep, yeah, exactly. I. That's. And I think it's. I think it's, that analogy fits.
1: Oh, and I think from a community perspective, once again, looking an outside looking in, I think, I think you will celebrate that, and I think you will give props. It's a real positive community from what I see, and it's mm-hmm. a it's one where it's basically, if someone has a win, you know, they dedicate the win to the people that sort of helped them. You know, without this person finding out this, I wouldn't have been able to do this, and I wouldn't be able to shave these two seconds off. And and once again, it's. Oh, you're like you've got to have this resilience to it. You know you've got to have this resilience in yourself and this perseverance to keep going. And I think it's the support of the community to say, "No, just keep going, mate. Just keep, I feel you. You know, today I had a mm-hmm. shit run. You know, today this went down. The RNG smacked me in the pants. You know, when I was two hours into it. You know, and I can't yeah. help that. It doesn't matter how much skill level I've got. You know, if RNG wants to bite me in the bum and Pokemon's a good example and all these, you know, you see these like videos, you know, <laughs> you know, and this is, what do you do? Like, it's just, it's just that empathy that other people, the other streamers and these speedrunners have, you know, that just say, man, I felt that. I felt that too. I've either been mm. in that situation. I'm going, going to go into that situation and, and be mindful of it. But, um, and one of the other things, and as you said, like, you know, it, Even though you've got all the tools and the information there, I still think, you know, it's massive respect and it's props to the driver, you know, the person that has to execute it. And I think that's where the craft comes into it. I think that's where you dedicate your time. You know, you can have everything laid out. You can have the blueprint all out there as to what you need to do, how you need to do it. But you need to execute it. And executing is such a skill. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, I want to talk about the mental aspect of, of speed running because like that's where my mindset goes to after, after, you know, all the enjoyment and the excitement of it. I just think, man, there's two things that I think of straight away, perseverance, resilience like diving into this so perseverance like not giving up you know it is perseverance the tenacity and the effort required to do something and keep doing it till the end you know even if it's hard and like looking at resilience you know the ability to bounce back from adversity or change it's like I'd like to get your perspective being a speed runner you know do you need to have a certain level of perseverance and resilience to do what you do when you fail, when you get keep picking up the controller to go again, to go again, death after death, you know, just to to try and just better yourself. Like, how do you push through that?
0: Um, I think it absolutely, like, you know, I think that that is definitely one of the things that, like, define uh, speedrunners, especially top runners Mm. um, of games. Because, like, you know, I think, like, a lot of people say, like, the, the big difference between the top runners and people who aren't quite top runners yet is the amount of times that they failed mm. because top runners like are guaranteed. Like I can guarantee you that a top runner on any leaderboard has failed at what they're doing more than any other runner on that leaderboard probably. And it's just like, you know, like you have to be perseverant. You have to be res- resilient. You have to like, you have to have that mindset of like, even if this doesn't work out like you know it's something that helps me personally Mm. is that like i'll be i'll be late in a game i'll be on like a really good pace for for my for my run like i'll be like you know a certain amount of time ahead and the uh i think a common thing that most of my pbs have is that i will i will say to myself like when i'm you know in that situation i'll say to myself if this doesn't go as well as i hope it does it's okay like, it's, it's fine. Like, I, I really do feel like I need to take pressure, like, a little bit of pressure off myself mm. um, and just say, like, you know, like, I have I have a certain, like, I don't know, I don't know if anyone will actually agree with this, but I have a certain definition for the word pressure. Pressure is the illusion that you'll never get a second chance. Like, why do people feel pressure in any situation? It's because they see this as, like, their one shot or, like, a very rare shot. Mm-hmm. at something they see this as like you know do or die uh is another another phrase like they see it as something that they won't get the chance to do again mm-hmm. if they don't succeed that notion needs to be dispelled if you're gonna be if you're gonna like you know be totally successful as a speed mm. that's what i see that, that that's that's what i think and like you need to just go into it with a, a soft focus be focused but not too emotionally invested mm. for me personally and like this is just me it's not necessarily being or like trying to be resilient or persevering. it's just like it's just saying like you know i'll i'll get another chance at this like it's that soft sort of reminder that this isn't do or die you'll get another chance especially like the more you play like the better you're gonna get and the more chances you're gonna have you know yeah like And I've I've fallen into that trap before, like plenty of times. So many times I've fallen into the trap of like, just, you know, like this is, this is my one shot. Oh God, I need to, I need to like, I need to pay like ultra close attention. I need to like focus on every little aspect, every little pixel in the game. It's like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't think like that. It's got to be, it's got to be soft and it's got to be like in control of both the game your hands, muscles and your emotions as well. I think Can't like I get too invested.
1: I love that and I think it's it's such a skill that you need to hone over time I think as well. I think it's a mm-hmm. skill that like when I watch a, a speed runner they go into it and they're just like, look, let's just have some fun, let's just do our best. It is what it is. Let's go and it's Mm -hmm. easy you sort of see the emotions go if they're you know they're doing quite well and so you know the body language changes and they go a bit quiet as we mentioned just earlier and it's almost like just in those moments yeah you can you know you can you know deep dive and double down on the focusing and things like that but it's almost just that reminder or even just if it if it all falls apart because of whatever you missed a jump or or whatever it is you know that it's going to be okay finish the run and and learn something from out of it as well and Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's a good way to do it I think it's definitely I think speedrunning is definitely one of those crafts that where you need to go in with that sort of mindset, you know, like many things, you know, whether you're I don't know, learning to skate or, or just learning a new skill, you've got to realize it's like, well, I'm in here to have some fun. That's number one rule. So let's, let's remember that something that I enjoy and then just go in there, just going. let's just give it a go. Let's do it the best you can. If you don't get it, let's, let's see if we can learn a little bit. Let's improve a little bit, you know, um, yep since you've been doing you know since 2015 since you've been doing the speedrunning like do you think personally this is sort of flown into your own personal life and you know your own mindset and view outside of video games and just living your day
0: to day well um, i think uh, like i'm even going to go a step uh, a step beyond that actually uh, i think that so the, this this whole mindset that i just mentioned like the with the, the soft focus that's not something i'll actually learn from speedrunning Okay. Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to be a golfer. Actually, uh, I played professional golf at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, in my life, like way back after I graduated college, um, I turned pro. I played for about a year. Wow. I didn't I realized that I didn't quite like the lifestyle that much, though. So okay. Um, it was it was more of a financial thing than anything. Sure. Like I didn't like having to rely on people financially, but mm. that's that's another story completely. <laughs> um, but basically, that's that's a mentality that like you know I, I did a lot of like studying and reading about like certain psychological aspects of of the game of golf and i find that w- i found that when i like stopped playing golf um and turned to speedrunning as sort of a competitive vice uh at one point mm. like a lot of those mental skills transferred over a lot of those mental skills were like literally one to one wow with okay. uh with like how you know a golfer performs his best and how a speedrunner performs his best, his or her best. But like it's um it's just like it's amazing the parallels that I could draw between golf and speedrunning. And like I haven't golfed at this point in about four years, three, four years. But um, you know, it's I I really learned a lot from golf, like about speedrunning. As for like transferring stuff like that into my daily life, like, yeah, it's I think it's it's not quite the same. Like, mm. just because, like, things that happen in speedrunning, like, you know exactly what's going to happen, like, coming up, like, the next part of the game is this, mm. the next part of the the run is this, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this in that order. Uh, and you have that memorized, and you have, you know, like a sort of habit of doing those things in order, mm. uh, neurons firing and, and, and whatnot. In life, sometimes you don't, you don't really know what's coming unless you, like, you know, unless you're talking about like your daily routine or whatever, like, life has a way of, uh, changing very quickly um so i would say that it probably hasn't transferred over that well into like my my life but like you know so like they're they're definitely separated to some degree
1: do you think that because life is so unpredictable a lot of the times as much as you know you want to have a personality that loves to be in routines loves to have that control when these things occur when there are changes when these unpredictable things occur maybe the mindset to say oh didn't expect that unexpected, but how we approach that or what decisions we make next, that is with us and our control. And I guess looking at the the speed running aspect of it, you having the mentality of going in there, just going, didn't work out, you know, for whatever reason, you know, whether it was foreseeable, unforeseeable, but the approach and the attitude you take to it is, hey, I learned something, I had some fun, you know, let's go again or move on. And I think it's it's Mm. something maybe that, you know, I, I, I always just felt like you could, you could translate it into life in the sense of how you approach things when they happen. And, you know, your decisions and attitude in those moments there where you are, I guess not accountable, but in control. Do you know what I mean? You at that point in time, it's the, your learnings and experiences from all aspects of life, you know, determine what you do next. So I think that's probably right. yeah, Yeah. I think there's a few, maybe a few little bit of skills in there that unconsciously you sort of like Maybe be able to and yeah, maybe be able to, to pick better. But like that, that, golfing is really interesting. Like, can I just ask? Coming from someone, and this is I'm only assuming, but you come from a very competitive environment to something that you know. I, like, I do, yeah. And yeah, so so very. Do you, are you a very competitive nature
0: person? Um, I, I think by nature I definitely am. Mm. Um, but like, you know, I feel like I enjoy myself the most when I sort of curb that. Okay. If that makes sense, yeah. um, because like you know, I like it, it. Sometimes, like it's really draining on like my mental uh, to like to constantly be competitive, mm. uh, especially when I feel like I've plateaued. When I feel like I'm like not good enough, because that does happen to everyone. Definitely happens to everyone, I think, uh, mm. or mostly everyone. If it doesn't, you're not normal. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, it's super but, common. Um, We've talked about it, it.
1: Definitely, it happens. It happens to everyone. You know, just in certain yeah. certain environments. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Like sometimes, like you know, if you play a game enough, like that's eventually going to happen. Mm. I think. Um, and so, like it's um, it's just I don't know. I, like I mentioned earlier, that I feel like I've matured a bit since I started, mm. and that like my motives for speedrunning have actually like changed over the years. Um, it's just evolved, definitely evolved yeah, and changed. I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, evolved, evolved. Yeah. Um. But like, I still, I still keep finding reasons to love it. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I would say like by nature, like like just by default, uh, I definitely can be can be competitive, like like it's a just competitive nature.
1: I, th- I think I think in those sort of environments, in doing that, I think you, there's there's some element of aspect that allow like the competitiveness is good the competitiveness allows you to push to push limits, you know, to True. to better yourself, to have those skills, to, you know, have the resilience and to have that drive, you know, that force to basically make you say, no, nah, we're going again. But it's just that that balance. Like everything, you know, life's full of balances. And it's just that fact that yeah. having a healthy relationship with that that competition and knowing when it's sort of Actually, you know, I'm starting to feel like this is sort of impacting my own mental health. Maybe I'm overvaluing, you know, this competitiveness Mm -hmm. too much. Maybe I'm just taking too much like ownership on, you know, these, the times or this PB or where I'm placed on the leaderboard, you know, reflecting my own self-worth. And, you know, when as soon as it starts getting that sort of dangerous mindset, that's a real like, you know. That's sort of a back away thing because you don't want to go down yeah. that rabbit hole, so to speak. So, um, but man, it sounds like you know you got a fantastic attitude onto it and and how you view it, and I think that's really healthy. And I think it's a really healthy mindset to be you know in 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 doing that. Obviously, there's a lot of things there that keep you motivated. How does it feel for you when you achieve success? So whether that's a PB, whether that's you've just in, you know you've just done better on a run, you know in a particular section of a run, how does that feel for you?
0: Um, so there's definitely that initial feeling of like um, you know most of, most of the time <laughs> there's this initial feeling of of accomplishment for mm. sure like you know I mentioned that like I am I am like really really keen on improving myself and like that's like one of the main things I like about speedrunning is that 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 improvement is totally tangible mm. like over time whether it be through like your uh, like your times themselves or via like recordings of yourselves because everything is like streamed live on on Twitch Mm. uh, and everything. So like you can actually look back at at an old video and see yourself like from however long ago and like be like, hey, wow, I I actually, you know, I don't don't, I'm not playing so well on this video (laughs) Uh, and just like, you know, be able to be able to like see where you are now and be like, wow, I've come a long way. I love
1: that. I love the fact that Twitch has the ability just like YouTube is able to document that document mm-hmm. your journey. And I think that's like, you know, that's one of the big benefits of social media. That's big. one of the benefits of, you know, Twitch and, and doing what you do is you're able to, especially for someone that, you know, sees a lot of value in, in seeing those improvements as well, is that it documents that so well,
0: like it's, and then they're like after that, after that, like initial feeling, and now it's, now it's time to improve myself again. Uh, because you know, like I just feel like that's that's just who I am that's that's just what I do that's you know and like being able to look back and see like where I came from you know and sooner or later like I know that today is going to be like the subject of me insert some time in the future here Mm -hmm. looking back on this day and saying hey wow I wasn't playing so well you know yeah like it's just it's just a it's a set of stairs it's a stepping ladder.
1: What happens when you hit a ceiling on a game? So, for example, like Celeste, you reach a point there where you're like, okay, not because of burnout, and we'll we'll touch on that as well, but more so just like, okay, I think I've done as much as I can do. Do you just simply move on to another game?
0: Uh, Yes and no. Okay. Um, And the only reason it would be no is because I'm actually like unable to take myself away from the game. And that's- That's going to be
1: be hard. I'm just going through my mindset. Like, imagine- I can't. And once again, I'm trying to live vicariously through you here. So, I apologize. <laughs> I'm trying to step into your shoes. No, you're fine. You're but, good. but just like imagine. I'm just thinking. Imagine investing so much time into a game, and getting to a level because it'd be like I say golf. Like I'm shit house at golf, right? Because I don't. I don't put any time. <laughs> I don't put any energy into it. Um, if I play golf. A lot. If I invest the time into a guy, I will get better. Like I have gotten better mm-hmm. in the past in doing it. I'm still crap, but like, um, but I have gotten better. <laughs> I can hit straight. Um, and so like, it's just one of those things where like, you know, imagine working so hard on something and then going, okay, for whatever reason, it, it, it's that, it's that sort of in a battle that yourself, you're like, oh, I really feel like I need to move forward, but I'm fearful mm-hmm. because if I do, then, you know, maybe I've lost, I'll lose the skill level that I'm at. You know, with, with this, is that how it is, or am I just completely way off?
0: That's part of it. Like, it, like there are a lot of factors that play into it, but mm. mainly, like, like a thought process. Like, I, I went through this a couple of times when I played Celeste. Um, there were times when I feel like I couldn't improve. Like, I plateaued. Um, like I just could not. I couldn't push through this wall, right? Um, so, I think what what happened, this happened multiple times. Um. I would just completely like not have a, not have like a breakdown, but like I would just completely get sick of seeing myself get like angry at the game. Cause like that, that happens with me sometimes like that still kind of happens with me. Not as often like in the immediate recent times, but like, uh, like I would, I would get downright furious at myself. I would get super, super down on myself and it, like, I, when I switch games, like, when I say to myself to move on, it's because, like, I see no possible way for there to be any sort of good to come from continuing to play that game, like, as far as mental health goes.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Like, like, just, it was deteriorating, it would, like, deteriorate my mental health so much that... I would say, all right, this is actually starting to affect, like, things in my life. Like, I'm done. Mm. I'm going to move on. I'm going to play another game. And I would have fun playing another game. And I'd really enjoy myself. And I'd come back to Celeste and, like, with a fresh mind, fresh hands, fresh pretty much everything. Mm. And probably within a couple days, I'd PB again. Wow. It's just, like, so I guess, like, the bottom line to draw here like if you are speed running or if you're doing really anything competitive or like self-improving never ever be afraid to actually just take a break like take a break come back later uh it'll be there when you get back Mm. uh and you know like if you've played a game enough it really won't take that much time to even come back to it like at full force you know it's um
1: Well, depending on who you
0: are, it can take longer or shorter. But honestly, even that really doesn't even matter. Mm. What matters is your own mental health and taking care of yourself. Like, that's what matters the most. I can, yeah, I I can be so intent on improving myself and I can be so determined to reach the next level, but not at the cost of my mental health.
1: You hit the nail on the head, mate, and I'm so happy that you've you've said that. And I'm, I think it's something that's so important, and I'm so appreciative that like you've been able to identify that. Like I I feel that's something that you know, a lot of people may not be able to identify the difference between like no, I've got to keep going, I've got to push through, I've got to sacrifice, but it's it's never mm-hmm. at, the, at the at the at the value and worth of your own mental health. And I can definitely see how that can affect you know your mental well being and mental
0: health. It is so it, it's so hard for me to take myself away from a game when that happens though that, like yeah, yeah. I have to I have to physically force myself away from a game and then like after a few days I feel better mm. Mm. and I feel like I you know there's there's like like I feel like it's um, it, it just takes like I don't know I don't really know what I'm trying to say but basically like it, it takes it takes so much effort it takes like actually me like sometimes like I I would like I wouldn't like uninstall a game or anything like that but like I would I would um I do something like I would tell I would tell my partner like don't let me play this game for a week or something yeah. and like they I would have them hold me to it make, and make you accountable just, like, to that yeah exactly
1: and I think you need that that's a good that's a good strategy to do it and it's like like when, where you were going there I was just even thinking of people that is like not addicted, addicted is probably not the right word there, but like when people find that they're maybe spending too much time on social media, as an example, you know, mm-hmm. they get to a point there where they're feeling like, you know, look, oh, I'm just putting too much time into this. You know, I'm just, I need to step away from this for a while. It's not good for my mental health. I can feel that it's not good for my mental health where however they choose to do that, whether that's deleting apps, whether that's just making sure they don't touch their phone for these periods of times, they set boundaries for themselves, but they're recognizing mm. that, you know, and I and I feel for those, you know, within the speed running community that's so focused on one game. Like they focus on these particular games mm. where they're just like, no, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that does Mario 64. I'm the guy that does these super hard games, but I only do the one, you know, and yeah. they feel that like, you know, they feel that they can't step away to another game because, you know, then maybe their audience will disappear. They'll go, you know, but you're that guy, you know, that's what we come here for you, you know. And and whether <laughs> and, and where, you know and like, I, I, maybe yeah. you can appreciate that, but it's like maybe mm-hmm. they just need to basically just have it, you know, take some time and and you know when they're not streaming, when they're not in front of the camera, they just go and play, you know, Diddy Kong Racing or something else, you know, something mm-hmm. else that they enjoy, then just do it for themselves because I think I think there's gonna yep. be that sort of balance, you know, where you basically just be like i enjoy speed running but you know sometimes i just really like just playing games really nice and slow like you know people yeah. like playing video, game, get video games on stream but then they're just like you know but sometimes i just want to take my time you know i want to dive into you know this game that's got a super narrative you know awesome narrative here and i just want to i don't mm. want to read it to the rest of the world i just want to enjoy it for me and myself because you know yeah take your time with it
0: i like what you said about um about like a person that plays only one game mm. uh and like specializes in that one game like, there's nothing wrong with that as a speedrunner like as long as you know as long as you can handle it mentally like as long as uh you do like take care of yourself while mm. you do that and i think it's also funny that you mentioned that because uh Ever since I stepped away from Celeste, I've actually been doing. Uh, I've been doing something with the Zelda fr- franchise. I've seen that. Um, so I learned. Yeah, I learned. Uh, I learned Zelda One, the very first Legend of Zelda, not too long ago. Mm. Like maybe uh, in like May. 30th, or, yeah, I learned it in May. Okay. I learned Zelda One in May. I learned Zelda Two. I, I reached. I reached my sub thirty goal in Zelda One. Um, I went to Zelda Two uh, with the the intention of learning the entire uh, Zelda one through Zelda 3 trilogy because I already knew Zelda 3. I've known Zelda 3 forever. okay um, so I learned Zelda 2, reached my goal in that and now I'm running a single category with all three games together. okay uh, called the called the classic Zelda trilogy. And running this like the period like I can I can very safely say that right now, Is the happiest I've ever been. Awesome! How good is that? It's just, it's I'm I'm having so much fun, and I'm I'm even playing uh, I'm even playing the Switch version of uh, of Link's Awakening. Awakening Yes, I saw that. I love that game. So good. Um, So and there's a tournament going on for that soon too, and it's been fun getting back into that. So like right now, I have four games that I'm running at the same time, and like essentially, And I've I've never been able to say that before ever but i don't think it's any coincidence that like right now is the time when i've enjoyed myself the most speedrunning and streaming just in general so like take that for what you will honestly like it's it's good to have variety you know definitely now i might not get as good as i possibly can at all three of those games while i'm speedrunning all all three or all four of them at the same time mm. but but i'll be damned if i'm not having hell of a lot of fun doing it that's what matters more to me than anything
1: i think that's so important man that's that's a great little perspective nudge i think that we all need you know whatever we do you know we, we invest a lot of time in what we do and whatever we do in life and, and i think you've got to enjoy it you know if you're not enjoying it then it's just you know it's just such a wasted time there you know it plays a emotional toll on yourself it's that cuts by a thousand what is it a thousand death by a thousand cuts type bits it. but maybe a bit too full on but but basically it just it just it, it gets heavy You know, it gets heavy on yourself and you sort of Mm -hmm. stop doing it for the love and you start doing it for other reasons and it's just not true to yourself and you can feel that. And I think that in itself just has a play on your own mental health. So just be you, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast, just what do you do? You know, just enjoy what you do, you know, be self-aware. And I think that's one of the big things that, you know, talking to you now and just meeting you, I think you're very self-aware. I think you're very self-aware of what you enjoy. I think you're very self-aware of, you know, through your own experiences about, you know, what affects you, what triggers you, you know, you identifying that, you know what to do for yourself. And and, I think you're just constantly learning and you're improving on that and you see the benefits when you do it. None of us are a, a final form of ourselves. I don't know if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, but I am. But you know, this isn't even my final form. And <laughs> I, know, like, I know that. I know that's right. Yeah, that. yeah. Good on you. Um, but yeah. So like, you know, we're not in that final form. None of us are. We just keep learning. But I think, I think if we can be more self-aware and and not be afraid to be ourselves, you know, just not be afraid to do it for why we do it. You know, we're not gonna, you know, if you are a content creator, if you're a Twitch streamer just just make sure you're doing it for yourself you know stop worrying about don't overvalue the opinions of others you know you're doing it for you that's why you did it back in the day and never lose perspective you know where you came from and I guess you know when you're talking mm-hmm. about that twitch oh, yeah. and, and the documenting you know take the time to look back and see how far if you ever feel like you know, if it ever starts feeling a bit like you're starting to attack yourself or you're starting to look at your self-worth just based on the numbers, mate, look at how far you've gone. Look back and seen how much your craft and how much time you've invested and see where you've come. And I think it's just a real perspective now just to say, like, you have improved so much. And sometimes we all need that. And that takes in different forms of our lives too, mate. So... Mate, we're running out a little bit of time here, and I appreciate your time. I don't want to hold you up for too much. A couple of last-minute bits and pieces. So um, burnout. I think burnout's a big one. We've really sort of touched on this in the sense of, like, whether it's speedrunners that look at, you know, single games, you know, just being mindful of that. I think, you know, you've, you've definitely hit the nail on the head with, like, I guess maybe, and maybe I'm sort of reading outside the box here, but like I feel like you were sort of labelled for a little while there as the Celeste guy. Hell, I probably contributed to that because I came into this podcast as a Celeste fan and coming at you like, oh, it's the, it's, it's you, you know, you're the one that got all the golden <laughs> strawberries, you know, world record. I mean, I'm the one who's wearing the, the Celeste, Celeste shirt. Ah, so, oh, good on you, mate.
0: Good on so, you. I love it. No, oh, no, I don't. I, I didn't get that vibe at all. But oh well, yeah, look. like I definitely, I definitely was like the Celeste guy for a little bit and like
1: I got that, you know, that that's like, as much as I've got nice. the, the the limited edition <laughs> physical that's that's my little golden straw, nice. but nice. um yes yeah, so, yes yeah, sorry sorry about in there but yeah I didn't want to didn't want to come across like you know that that sort of like stereotypical
0: like you're that guy and and that's and that's all that you do and I'm put this in perspective I still have people uh coming into my stream asking me when I'm returning to Undertale which I haven't run in three and a half years. <laughs>
1: wow, wow. So, when are you doing like, it? When are you coming back for a special event? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of under, there's um, a lot of fans of Undertale. There's a lot of fans of every game, oh, do you know yeah, what I mean? And that's yeah. why I understand why people sort of like go, this is it, I'm just gonna focus on this one game. There's a huge community here, you know, this is gonna be my game.
0: Yeah, and I've had, I've had that feeling before. And then like, you know, but it's, um, you know, like I, there was a time when like, I thought I'd never get burnt out on Celeste and like you know like i don't see this happening anytime soon like whatsoever at all and yeah so 2 years later of course it happens mm. and it's like you know it, it it's not really avoidable like at least for me i don't know if i can speak for anyone else but like it's not really avoidable if you play if you play a game enough uh you will get burnt out like i don't know of anyone who has the 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 patience to play a game like for that long you know Two, sure, there's someone out there, but it's not me.
1: <laughs> two years on <laughs> a like, game, you know, like, it's 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 like that yeah. old question, you know, like people throw around, oh, like you know, if you were stuck in a room for the rest of your life, would you what game would you play, sort of thing? And you got to like ch- check, oh, what game would I? What, what has the longest longevity? Most people pick like Grand Theft Auto because yeah. online or whatever like that. But you know, like it's just how can you? Just thinking about it, like if you had to play a game for so long, even two years playing a specific game, and you got to remember, like oh, I've got to remember and be perspective, have a perspective on this, is that you're a Twitch streamer, you jump on, you're playing the same game, you know, you have a schedule, mm-hmm. you have a routine, you are jumping on there at least, you know, three or four times a week, you know, for long extended hours playing this one game that's going to burn anyone, you know, as much as you're heavily driven for, you know, doing your best and, and bettering yourself, it's, it's going to have a toll on anyone. So just, yeah, be mindful and, and look for the signs where it's just, you know, starting to creep into yourself and you feel you're just not being yourself. And it might just be as a yeah. reflection to that, change it up. Don't yeah. be afraid to do that. Um, last one for you, Mace. Sure. This is probably a silly one, but I'd probably, I just want to, I'd kick myself if I didn't ask. Because you speed run so much, do you find that the speed running aspect comes into your own daily life? Like you got to say, all right, got to do a Macca's run, you know, all right, the quickest way to get there is is this way and how can I get there better? Not speeding, guys don't speed, but do you find sort of like, is there ways in, in your own, like is there things in your own life that you sort of just speed run it <laughs> or something um, like that? Or is t-
0: that just, am I would, might just being stupid? Okay, so typically um, I'm actually like a, kind of slow moving person I feel oh, Okay. Um, in real life. Like yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like pretty physically laid back I would say, but like um, sometimes I find myself like optimizing some routes, like, you know, through, through my house or through my neighborhoods. Looking for life hacks. <laughs> yeah.
1: As maybe, maybe I should have used like, life hacks as a, as a better example, like not running a Maccas. Like,
0: just like some little things like, like when I'm like, when I'm cooking or something mm. like, you know, uh, Make sure to have the seasoning. Like by the buy the pan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Open, ready to yep. you know, ready to do this. Like just do, do this just while the- you know, like and this this is just like this might seem like simple. No, no, no. This simple, is exactly uh, what I was trying to get. Efficiency. Know. Yeah, efficiency. That's like, what I'm going for. Simple, simple efficiencies yep. to anyone else. Yeah, but to me, I'm speedrunning.
1: No, that's awesome, and that's exactly what I was it's going for. Just little <laughs> little life hacks that you could be like, yeah, you could do this, but if you did this, put this yep. closer, had this already open, put this in a certain area, you know, mate, the efficiencies, you know. That's cool. All right, so it does translate. All right, tick of the box, that's it. Mate, a little th- bit, yeah. Just, <laughs> a little bit, that's all right. A little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it sinks in there subconsciously. Uh, mate thank you so much for your time it was a pleasure to meet you pleasure to have a chat with you you know talk about your craft absolutely Dan thank Um, you you thanks for having me on oh absolutely thanks for your time for those that are listening I want them to check you out I want to be able to you know check where you are on the social medias where they can find your you know streams and and also you know just check out speedrunning if you've never seen it check it out you know go find um, Jay's videos Jay where can they find all your things and find you on socials
0: Um, on Twitch I am uh, I'm TGH underscore SR Uh, so that's twitch.tv slash TGH underscore SR on Twitter. I'm also TGH underscore SR. Uh, just search for TGH on YouTube. I don't really use YouTube except to like archive PB videos nowadays. But, uh, if you're interested in that, but yeah, I'm most of my, my whole, like I'm centered around twitch.tv basically. Uh, I'm a content creator on Twitch. Um, again, I stream mostly Zelda nowadays, like mostly classic Zelda, um, that could change in the future but right now I'm having a lot of fun streaming Zelda so yeah so that's, that's basically all of my social media I'm I don't. I don't get around too well. I guess. No,
1: <laughs> I think. I the think
0: the of social media. I don't have Instagram or anything like that. But uh, uh, I, th- but yeah, I think Twitch, Twitch, and Twitter. Home,
1: your home. Your home is Twitch. Yeah, definitely, yep. definitely. So I'll put all the details in the uh, show notes descriptions of this podcast. So guys, go check those out. Check out Speedrunning. Check out Jay's videos. It's very, very cool. It's and it's also good just to get an understanding of what really goes on behind the scenes. So mate, thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate it. Pleasure, mate.
0: You too. Thank you so much.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, got some great insight and advice shared from the conversations, I think someone else might get value from listening to it too. It'd mean the world to us if you could share the podcast with a friend, a family member across your socials. Big thank you again to Jay for coming on the podcast and giving up his time. It's really appreciated. All the details as to where you can find Jay on his socials, including his Twitch streaming channel can be found in the show notes of this podcast episode, so go check him out. If you haven't done so already, guys, it'd mean the world to me if you could take two minutes, jump on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Helps us out so much. Gets more attention on the podcast, new listeners. It helps just allow us to share these conversations that we're having for others to listen. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, check out our website, www.pushingthroughblue.com. We can find all the details of the current and past episodes, contact details for a range of mental health services, and more. Until next time, guys, stay safe. Much love.